Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born. I did that so you'd wake up. No, very beautiful. Thanks be to God for his love and mercy for us. Um, so um, I want to begin just by reading um, a part of the Matin service, which um, is very powerful. A mystery I behold, which is strange and wondrous. The cave is heaven. The virgin is the throne of the cherubim. In the confines of manger is laid the infinite Christ our God, whom we praise and glorify. We come to really step into this incredible mystery of God becoming man, God the creator and sustainer of the universe, taking on humanity. Why did he do this? Why so uh, condescending? How did he condescend to that? Well, it's very beautiful, and you all know these verses. Because they're plastered all over stadiums, all over the world. Right? God so loved the world, John 3.16. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So what is this? action that God demonstrates toward us. It's all about his love. It's just that. It's that he loves the world. He loves us. He loves creation. He loves you. That's what this is about today. This, the Lord came to save us, to save the world, to save creation, to save you. It's corporate, and it's very personal. We have to really kind of allow this moment to kind of grab us a bit so we can understand it more deeply. God so loved the world that he came off the throne of glory and laid in a cave born of a virgin. This, this is... It's a great, as the song says, a great mystery. We, we will never be able to comprehend it. It, it's, it will always be beyond us, and that's a good thing, because God needs to be beyond us. We need to always be stretching out for that. So with that as kind of a theme, I just want to make a few comments. He saved us from something, right? If you're being saved, you're being saved from something. He saves us from the darkness of the world. You know, it's a dark place, and you know it. All you got to do is flick on your phone, turn on the TV, start looking at it. It's a dark place. And God saved us from that dark place 
into his kingdom. You know, it's such an important thing to just be able to come into church. I remember one time, as I've told this story many times, I'm sure, but Father Richard, my spiritual father and the uh, or, or originator of the church, the first priest of this church, I came in one time to uh, early in the church, in the service, but before the service to kind of practice a little bit. And he was sitting, and he always sat like right there. And I said, what are you doing here? He said, this is the only place life makes sense. Sometimes this is it. Everything confusing. You come into the church and there's a bit of light. Something that just lifts you. Something that takes the soul up. Right? So we need this. And that's what God came to do, to lift the soul up. To bring light into our soul, into our life. Saved us from darkness into the light. He saves us from sin and corruption into uh, his image again, to restore the image that had fell of old. You know, um, it's like, uh, it would be like, say, uh, we had the potential to jump 10 feet. When we are now uh, in Christ, we have the potential to jump infinitely. There's no end to it. We, we, our potential is now eternal. It's, it's infinite. Because we now have the potential in Christ to become like him in all things. So this beautiful, this beautiful act of salvation is that for us to restore the image that fell of old, that we may now have the potential to be like him in all things. Think about this. Everything that Christ is in by his nature, we have been given in baptism to become by grace. How many things are you able to be like Christ in? Everything. Pretty good deal. And he saves us from hopelessness. You know, that's just a real tragedy today in this world. So many people get to a place where it's just hopeless. We see it happen all through all ages, from younger children all the way through older folks. There's a sense of hopelessness. There is no hopelessness in Christ. All things work for good to those that love the Lord. All things work for good. How many things? They work for good. There's no hopelessness. There's no hopeless dead end. You feel like there's something hopeless in your life? It's not hopeless. God, this is such a powerful thing. Saves us from hopelessness to hopefulness. And how does this happen? Because he comes to dwell in us. This, this God who just condescended to become man and uh, lived on this earth, was crucified and rose again from the dead, lives now in us, dwells in us. Those who have been baptized into Christ, we sang it, have put on Christ. We have Christ in us. He now is our strength. He, he, he drives and holds us to uh, that, that sense in us that it's 
the, the power that we have only as an individual is now uh, multiplied because we have the power of Christ in us. Another story that I like to tell again and again, which I do a lot, uh, Father Hopko came and talked about this very thing, the Lord is my strength. He said he had this lady who was, uh, he said she was a little bit off, but she was very wise. <laughs> and he'd always like to go talk to her before he left on a trip. And, he said, and she said to him, what are you going to talk about? He says, well, I'm going to talk to them about the Lord being our strength. And she says, you mean all the time. Well, no, what do you mean? He says, no, no, you mean all the time. Like 24-7. Like not just when you need it. That's not the Lord. The Lord is our strength all the time. We've got to be able to plug into that and turn to that quickly and not let ourselves drift out there with, our own thoughts and desires turn right to God. Lord, what should I do here? Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive me. Whatever it is to turn in first, there's your strength. It's not up here first. It's here first. We turn to God first. He's our compass. Kind of keeps us focused. You know, you know this, that when you... Put Christ in front of you and think about what you should say or what you should do or what even you should think. It changes it. We should keep him right there. He's the compass for us. And so these things that he does for us, saves us, dwells in us, and today, I pray that he's born afresh in us. Afresh. He's born in a manger, but he's also born in us. May, Lord, you be born afresh in us this day. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Christ is born.